Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. 43 student fellows are in Ghana this week as part of the first Amos C. Brown Fellowship to Ghana. It's a collaboration between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What are they doing there? They're learning about the slave trade. They're learning about race relations. And they're hoping that this will foster meaningful, productive conversations that will become that bridge to heal the racial divide that we can see in our communities and across our country. It's an important collaboration. You may remember last year in June, President Russell M. Nelson, president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, announced this special fellowship to Ghana. I am pleased to announce a one-time donation of $250,000 to create an Amos C. Brown Student Fellowship to Ghana. This will allow selected students from the USA an opportunity to learn more about their heritage. In learning more about their heritage, this Reverend Amos C. Brown Scholarship, of course, Reverend Brown is the uh, 17th pastor of the historic Third Baptist Church of San Francisco and has a special friendship with President Russell M. Nelson. Uh, At the time of the announcement last June, Reverend Brown said that taking young people to Africa— would be so that they would not become bitter, but that they could become agents of betterment. Just this last week, as they gathered in Ghana, Reverend Amos C. Brown, again, one of the last students taught by Dr. Martin Luther King, an extraordinary civil rights leader and faith leader, uh, who was actually leading this inaugural fellowship to Ghana, spoke to the students as they arrived, saying this. Words fall far too short. For me to define and convey to you the significance of what we are doing. This momentous occasion is not about one man. This embodies what a dream team has brought to pass. I love that dream team uh, scenario, and uh, I would take a dream team of Reverend Brown and uh, President Russell M. Nelson any day of the week. Just moments ago, I was able to dial in to Ghana, 
where we were able to have a conversation with Elder Jack Girard of the Church of Jesus Christ, along with Tice Hips, who is one of the student fellows participating in the program down in Ghana. I began by asking Elder Girard uh, in this conversation, again, they were just wrapping up their day down there in Ghana, an extraordinary experience, uh, what some of the things he had learned in the process uh, from the time that President Nelson announced this fellowship to actually being in Ghana today. Good to be with you today on your program. What we've done is we started a little over a week ago. We'll be here for about a total of 10 days. And the vision for this was really collaboration between the church under President Nelson's direction with the NAACP. And the broader purpose is to help bring the rising generation, along with some of us who've been around a little longer, to come experience, to learn, particularly about the transatlantic slave trade and the inhumanity that was uh, wrought upon, if you will, individuals to individuals, to make sure that we can learn in the civil society in which we live today to learn to come together. Though we may have differences, but things like this will never happen again, but also a great learning opportunity to learn how to come together. Reverend Brown, who's uh, named for this fellowship, often calls it Weenus. And he said, we need to have more togetherness or more we-ness. So part of this is to come together to learn from one another. And it's been an extraordinary experience. And I know our fellows have had a, a extraordinary time in learning the history, learning to come together and figure out what positive contributions we can make to society to bring us all together, even though we come from different cultures, races, and backgrounds. But to model for, the, for society a way we can do this better. Uh, I love that. And I, I remember from the announcement uh, last June when President Nelson announced uh, this fellowship program in the name of Amos Brown, uh, that Reverend Brown, as, as only he could, uh, said that this is an opportunity to take young people uh, to a place and to have experiences and learning, not so they can become bitter, but so that they can become agents of betterment. And I, I think that's what's happening down there. And we're really pleased to have Tice Hips, one of those fellows uh, down there from Scottsdale, Arizona. And uh, Tice, give us uh, some of your experience, what's happened uh, on this trip, what you've experienced. For sure. Thank you for having me. So some of the experiences that I have just enjoyed has been the opportunity to, one, get to know the LDS fellows and as well as the NAACP fellows, because all of us come from different states and different backgrounds. And to be able to come together with our differences, we've been able to grow with unity and also been able to learn about something that was so evil for so long. So 400 years is when slavery ended with the Emancipation Proclamation. However, um, still this day, there's stuff that is going on. And so I've been able to talk with my fellow students and learn from them on ways that we could come together after this fellowship to try to um, stop these racial divides. Uh, that's that's such an important thing, and what a what a great place to begin that crucial conversation, Elder Gerard. You've really seen this from the uh, beginning, from the early idea and the planning of it, uh, as you've started to see this actually unfold. Uh, what has surprised you in that process? Uh, just listening to Tice's response here, you remember President Nelson gave the church a broader directive, but we need to work to root out racism. And we need to work in our culture and our society today. And we learned from the past. There's a great uh, history here 
in Ghana, in Africa, Sankofo, which is the image of a bird who looks backwards with an egg in its mouth, but it's flying forward. And Dr. Reverend Amos Brown often uses that example to say, we learn from the past, but we continue to move forward. So in each of as we look at ourselves personally, individually, as we look more broadly across the country, as we look at ourselves within the church context, we seek to live the two great commandments, to love the Lord by keeping his commandments, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. We learn from those past experiences, but as Tice commented, we come together in unity, as Amos says, weenus. And from that weenus, learn to truly not only root out racism, but see each other for who we are. As truly sons and daughters of a loving God who gave us life, we are all equal in his eyes. We're all alike unto God, black and white, bond and free, male and female. And this is really the beginning, we hope, of an effort to not only model that, but to have these great experiences cross-generationally, if you will, to learn from each other. Yeah, that's such an important part of that process. I love that, being able to learn from the past while we're still moving forward and advancing the conversation and the experience. Uh, Tice, as you've had some of these experiences, describe for us uh, maybe a, a favorite moment or something, maybe an aha moment, or as Amos Brown would say, a wow moment uh, for you in some of these places you've been and some of these conversations you've had during this fellowship in Ghana. Yesterday, going to the slave dungeon and seeing what my ancestors uh, went through was kind of a wow moment because I learned about slavery kind of growing up, but didn't know about how cruel, I didn't understand how cruel it really was um, until being there, just how the, the male dungeon would have three sections, um, and they would go, have them go through each of these sections, and they sent 200 people into this room, and when we put the 30 of us, 30 or 40 of us in there, it was kind of a, not a tight fit, but imagine putting 200 people in there was awful, and then having them not being able to um, relieve themselves outside. They had to relieve themselves where they ate. It was just awful to know and to feel. And it was just, that was the moment that I was a wow moment for me. We're going to continue our conversation with uh, Elder Jack Girard and one of the fellows there from down in Ghana that we had just a few moments ago. I love this idea of the Sankofa, this bird that looks back to the past but brings forward that which is useful. We're going to continue that conversation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. As Einstein said, it's not about being smarter. It's about being willing to stay with the question just a little bit longer. 43 students are in Ghana this week as part of the first Amos C. Brown Fellowship to Ghana. It's a collaboration between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We've been exploring and having our conversation from Ghana, and we continue. Uh, if you're just joining us, we have Elder Jack Durard of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints on the line, along with Tice Hips, a student fellow. They're in Ghana uh, on an extraordinary uh, excursion, the Amos C. Brown Fellowship to Ghana. It's a joint uh, venture between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And Elder Gerarda, as you've been able to 
to monitor and to be quick to observe some of these moments uh, from the students. What is it that you're taking away from this experience as you watch all of this unfold? Well, I think, Boyd, it's been very interesting and very insightful and great learning opportunities. As Tyson has mentioned, we tried to make this trip focused on our fellows to make sure they, as the rising generation, as they learn, as they come to understand, as they grow, and as they come together. It's also been very instructive for those of us as uh, older adults, if you will, who have been around for an extended period of time, to observe and to hear the rising generation as they approach issues perhaps differently than we have in the past, as they seek to be understanding and empathetic one to another, but yet to truly have open, candid conversations. As we have these experiences together, then oftentimes we will break out and facilitate conversation to learn from one another. And it's been very inspiring and insightful as they look at each other and learn about history and yet say, you know, we can do better. We as the rising generation can do better. And what I really appreciate about it is there's great respect for those who've gone before them and understanding of that, but likewise a commitment, a, a renewal, if you will, of their own souls to lock arms regardless of race or background and to say together we can make it better for all mankind, all humankind. And so it's been inspiring to watch that. It's been uh, a wonderful privilege to be with these students, if you will. This has become a new family. You know how these things go as we've spent a lot of time together, spent a lot of time traveling, learned a lot of culture. But at the same time, really come together to bond to say we can't change hearts. We can't open ourselves and learn to understand one another. So these horrific incidents will never happen again, but equally important as we move forward that we can help other people understand to bring us all together in unity and love. Yeah, that's great. And, and Tice, how will this uh, impact your life after this fellowship is over, after you return home to all the other things of life? Uh, how do you think this will change you, change your perspective, and change the conversations you have? For me, it's going to change a lot. I think the first thing that's going to change is going to allow me to move forward with the strength to go and find um, more about my ancestors on um, the black side of my family. Um, I hope to be able to fill up my family tree, the side that is empty. And then also, I hope to, one, be able to help other students of black descent or African descent that um, are suffering that need help, that they can know that their ancestors did a lot for them um, and suffered a lot, and so that whatever they're going through, they can receive strength from the people that came before them and move forward with the knowledge that they are their ancestors' wildest dreams and that anything that they can do in this life, their ancestors are cheering them on um, on the other side, and so I hope I can help those people and help other students and younger folks with that and any other organizing that needs to be done. Uh, fantastic. And as uh, we wrap up, uh, Elder Gerard, uh, I know when you all first arrived 
uh, in Ghana, uh, Reverend Brown uh, said that this is uh, this embodies what a dream team has brought to pass, uh, and uh, really is a, a dream team with leaders from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints and a number of leaders from the NAACP, including Reverend Brown, uh, Derek Johnson, uh, president uh, of the NAACP. Uh, just give us some sense. Uh, I know there are a number of projects and initiatives that uh, the Church of Jesus Christ and the NAACP have been working on together. How does this fit into that overarching friendship and that desire to live those two great commandments, as you said? Yeah, boy, it's, it, it's been real interesting. And we, we do uh, have a great team that's come together. And we, we view the Reverend Dr. Amos Brown. He is truly a, a player coach. He is a man of great wisdom. He has had experience in the life of one of five people personally taught by Martin Luther King Jr., a man who has put his own life on the line many times in behalf of others. So as we think of that team, as we look down the road, special thanks to President Nelson's division, the First Presidency, the Quorum of the Twelve, and all others who have made this possible. We see the opportunity for us to all come together and to as Tice has mentioned, to not only change our hearts, to root out racism, but to truly come together as a people. And so in addition to this fellowship, we also do student scholarships to black students to give them an opportunity. We support them through graduation. Last year we issued 58 scholarships. Many of these students go to historic black colleges and universities. We work with our collaborator in that, the United Negro College Fund. We're currently underway all across the United States doing humanitarian work together. Everything from community gardens to infant uh, mortality challenges in some of the large major urban cities of our area. And we're bringing us all together so we truly come to know each other. So we invite all the members of the church and all the members of the community to lock arms together once again, regardless of background, history, uh, race, religion, whatever, and to say we can truly be unified in this because we understand our true identity or the one most important identity, that we are all children of the same loving God who gave us life. And when we do that, we will be able to put aside differences, the vitriol, the polarization that takes place in our society, and truly come to that broader vision, if you will, to follow the example of Jesus Christ. So, going on for all your listening audience, we'd invite them to participate if they haven't heard yet, but to seek out those opportunities in their areas, uh, because this is but a small thing that's going to turn into great things, and we've only just begun. Uh, fantastic. Elder Jack Girard and uh, Tice Hips joining us uh, live today from Ghana, where it is in the evening. And I can uh, definitely sense that uh, this excursion is not the end, uh, but just the end of the beginning of many crucial conversations, important dialogue, and linking arms uh, to make communities better and stronger for everyone. Uh, thanks to both of you for joining us on the program. Safe travels throughout Ghana, and thanks for being examples of what it means to be agents of betterment. And uh, best of luck as you continue the travel there in Ghana. Thank you, boy. It was good to be on your program. Thank you, boy. Thanks for having me. And that was our conversation from just a few moments ago uh, from Ghana with uh, Elder Jack Girard and uh, one of the student fellows there on this uh, excursion 43 
Fellows, again, a, a joint venture between the NAACP and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and really a, a joint friendship between President Russell M. Nelson of the Church of Jesus Christ and Reverend Dr. Amos Brown, uh, a legendary leader in the faith community and civil rights movement, uh, as Elder Gerard mentioned, uh, trained by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., one of his last students, uh, and someone who has such a, uh, a zeal for life. And I think the friendship between President Nelson and Reverend Brown is an extraordinary one, uh, where they set aside differences, where they find common ground, and they look for ways to, to truly make a difference. Uh, and I really love, as they've been on this uh, trip uh, with this group of fellows down there uh, in Ghana, uh, that this idea of this uh, mythical bird, the, the Sankofa, uh, which is based on this mythical bird, feats. the feet are firmly planted forward, head is turned around backwards, uh, protecting an egg. Uh, and it really is that idea that you go back to the past to bring forward that which is useful and that which is valuable. And I think uh, Amos Brown said it best. He said this was not a trip uh, to explore the slave trade so that everyone could become more bitter, but that everyone could become an agent of betterment. Uh, if you want something to focus on this week, focus on being an agent of betterment. And whether that's across racial divides, political divides, or anything else that's getting in the way from getting things done. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Source. Stay with us. More coming up. KSL FM Midvale. KSL Salt Lake City. Listen on any smart speaker and in your car at 102.7 FM. KSL News Radio, Utah's all day companion for news. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.